Welcome to Real Relationship Goals, a podcast all about the realities of healthy relationships. Real Relationship Goals is a project of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. If you or someone you know has experienced sexual violence or harassment and is seeking support, services, or needs more information, links to resources and our hotline number can be found in the description. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of their organizations or affiliates. Welcome back to Real Asianship Goals. My name is Allie and I am the Prevention and Education Director at the Advocacy Center and I am one of your hosts. And our question for our host today is what is your favorite or go-to summer fruit? And mine is always going to be peaches, but man, a very close second is watermelon. Mm. Yeah. Nice. So good. Especially farmer's market peaches. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Um, My name is Blythe. I'm a prevention educator, pronoun she, her. And mine every day, all day is watermelon. I love watermelon. It's my favorite food of all time. So just in the summertime, it's it's okay. You're really living your best life in the summer then. Yes, I am. (laughs) Uh, so we're back with episode three, and uh, this episode, students have a lot to say about independence and isolation. Here are a few things. My partner can't spend one-on-one time with a person of a different gender, even if they say they're just friends. I don't trust them. There's enough time in the day, so they should always text me back. I get angry if they don't. I don't like their friends, so they shouldn't hang out with them. So Allie, that's a lot. What, uh, what do you hear students say about independence and isolation? How do you help them kind of think through that? Yeah, you know, this is, well, first I should say, to be fair, students aren't exactly using these words, independence and isolation, but those are the ideas that they are communicating when we talk about um, some of these things. So I think to start off before we kind of get in the weeds on this little bit, I want to make sure that we say that in the beginning of a relationship, Uh, romantic or even like a best friendship or something like that it is totally totally normal to be like I want to spend all my time with that person or Mm -hmm. I want I'm thinking about that person all the time right it's like that's just part of uh, falling in like or falling in love or starting to develop a really meaningful relationship with someone or or wanting to to do that right and so I want to make sure that like as we talk about this like that sort of thing is totally normal no matter what age you are right it's exciting to have a new relationship of any kind and so as we talk about isolation and independence and how to talk about this with students, we want to make sure that we know that that is just part of starting a new relationship. Um, Uh, And even to go off of that, when we're talking about friendships in particular, right? Because isolation can happen within friendships that it's okay to have a best friend, right? Like it's okay to want to spend every, you know, Friday night or like every weekend or something like with, you know, this really close friend of yours, um, which is great. Like we love best friendships. (laughs) Um, They're so much fun. Um, But there is a difference right between what that looks like in a healthy way and something that is just very riddled with lots of red flags. Yeah. What are some of the like initial like red flags you think of Allie when it comes to like isolation and relationships? Some of the ones that come to mind immediately are quitting things that you like to do, whether that's hobbies or sports or clubs, any sort of extracurriculars, 
spending much less time talking with friends or family or, or spending much less time with them or spending much more time talking with a partner, significant other, or even like best friend. Right. And that's not to say that like, that doesn't change. Those dynamics certainly change. If you're in a romantic relationship with someone, you start a new romantic relationship. Those dynamics change with our friends and our family. And that can be a really hard transition. That's probably a whole nother podcast episode. (laughs) That can be a hard transition to be kind of like on the receiving end of and on the like, you're excited about this new relationship part too. So I think those are a couple of things that I immediately think of where you're really kind of switching your focus from things you like to do previously and, and really kind of drawing back from those. What about you, Blythe? Any others? Yeah, I think watching language of like, well, I don't want you to hang out with them because I don't trust them or because I don't like them. And even if there's not like an explicit reason for it, or if the reason is really general, sometimes we might cling to stereotypes of like, oh, well, I don't want you to have other guy friends because he's just a guy. Or, you know, maybe it's in a particular school, like I don't like the soccer players and you're friends with the soccer players. So don't hang out, you know, and don't hang out with them. But yeah, I mean, and that we talked about this earlier, but another great invitation to talk about like, well, what is trust and what isn't trust um, Mm -hmm. is a really big thing. I think it's also really important to talk about how or what isolation looks like in like digital spaces too. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's one thing, right, to be physically spending all of your time with someone, but it also shows up in ways where you, someone might be constantly like texting someone when it, you know, it might look like texting or Snapchat or, you know, some kind of like FaceTime or like video calls, especially if, you know, someone's partner gets upset or angry, if, you know, they maybe don't respond within a certain length of time that they deem appropriate or something like that too. And so, yeah, isolation can just look like being hyper fixated on having to respond to someone or needing to be in kind of constant communication with one person in particular. Yeah, we, well, we should plug that we did two whole episodes in our last season, one Mm -hmm. on independence and one on isolation, where we really talk about what each of those characteristics, healthy and unhealthy look like in, um, in a relationship. So you should go check those out. But when we think about the digital spaces, um, phones, things like that, that's really like, of course, isolation and, and independence and the balance between the two or, or the differences between the two have been around for as long as relationships have existed, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, the majority of people are carrying around a thing that allows you to have access to someone literally 24 hours a day, right? You can be texting someone at any time. You can be calling someone at any time. And And the expectation should not be that like, when we're not together, we're constantly on FaceTime. I I have had students talk about that before. Like we just FaceTime all the time when we're not together, or this person gets mad when I don't text them right back in like 10 seconds or immediately back. Right. And, and that's not reasonable. It's not, it's not healthy, right. Mm -hmm. It creates a situation where it's very controlling and it can, it can lead to guilt and manipulation and things like that. Yeah. I want to add, and I'm going to plug another episode of an interview that I guess interview like that we did with some high school students um, Mm -hmm. that was a phenomenal podcast. And I think some of those students made a really good point to just even highlight the difference between teenagers who, because right, having been brought up in 
a, you know, culture and society in which they just grew up with cell phones. And so like, that's their go-to means of like communicating with their friends and things like that. And so even there's a difference between using technology to like, to communicate with your friends or to yes. keep up the Snapchat streak, which I respect highly, or, you know, <laughs> or to, to doing those things, right. Versus conversation with one person that really just starts to distract and like take away um, that person's presence from their family and from school and just from being kind of a normal, like a, a functioning human being who like, it's okay to, okay, I don't need to talk to you every single moment of every single day. So I don't know if I articulated that well, but just to highlight the difference of that too. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's good. And I think that that is important. Like communicating a lot on a phone is of course normal and is, um, how we communicate now and how, uh, if someone is a teenager right now, that is how they've been communicating their mm-hmm. whole life, right? Or that's an aspect of communication their whole life. And so I think that's important. And I think where we start to see it move from the independence to isolation or from that normal communication into isolation is when there's some maybe like ultimatum language. Like mm-hmm. if you don't text me back in this amount of time, I'm going to break up with you. Or if you don't FaceTime me when I call you, then, you know, whatever the consequence might be, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's important to think about this. Um, you know, we've talked about romantic relationships. We've said this can happen in friendships, but even in, this can happen in friendships um, like via phones or technology, but also it can be something like a friend getting mad if you don't sit with them at lunch mm-hmm. or saying you can't hang out with this other friend, right? And so I think it's important to pay attention to all of those things and to be able to have conversations either with your friends, with family, with adults, like whomever, right? To be able to have conversations, be like, this person said this thing and it made me uncomfortable or it made me mad even, right? And so what do I do about this? Yeah, yeah. And even the, not the opposite, well, kind of the opposite of, you know, if, you know, say you're talking with, you know, a young person in your life, right? And they're saying, man, like, I just, I get really upset when my XYZ friend, like, doesn't sit, like, doesn't sit with me at lunch or doesn't ride it, like, uh, ride the bus with me or doesn't kind of mm-hmm. do X, Y, or Z. And then helping your student navigate those things, like, okay, well, what does it look like to both talk, like, have open communication with your friend about this and say, hey, like, I actually really value and appreciate, you know, when we have lunch together. So being able to do that and then also say, okay, well, what does it look like to, have allow your friend to have other friends and to have other interests that are outside of you too and giving our young people the tools to navigate that in friendships and in romantic relationships as well that's great thank you Blythe I am going to bring us our relationship goal for today so our relationship goal for this week today this week all the time is to talk with someone about the relationships communities and hobbies that you love and value in your life Uh, talk about what that looks like for a dating relationship to be a great addition to those things instead of a substitution or even subtraction. A relationship shouldn't take away from the things you love. It should be an addition to that. It should enhance that. Absolutely. Uh, And just for your consideration too, as you are having these conversations with maybe someone younger than you or someone older than you, remember to stay curious, try not to shame others or make them feel less than if maybe their past relationships or even relationship ideals are less than healthy. Healthy relationships are learned and we can always encourage healthy behaviors to one another because we all have room to grow. Thank you. Bye. Thank you all for uh, listening this week. We hope you'll be back for number four next week and we'll see you then. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to Real Relationship Goals. This episode was produced by the Prevention and Education Department of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. You can follow us on Instagram at ACCVC underscore prevention. See you next time.